Are you interested in birth photography or finding clients for a new genre that you want to explore? I'm going to give you my best tips on what to do and not to do if you want to get up to five model call clients in the next 30 days. Now, this is not fluff, you guys. This is not like work out and halfway listen or unload the dishwasher and halfway listen. This information is based on what I have learned after helping hundreds of photographers over the last four years through our model call process. This episode is filled with what is working well, what is not working well, and how to make your model call a success. So grab a pen and paper, friend. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retire my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. I do this with my birth photography certification and my seven step marketing system. We have a lot to cover today, so I want to get straight into it. And let me ask you this. How would you feel about getting paid to build your birth photography portfolio? Maybe you're just getting started in birth photography and you need images for your portfolio. Or maybe you want to try something new that you learned, or you're ready to get more experience in your niche. If any of those sound like you, this episode is for you, because we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts when it comes to running your model call. Like I said, after walking hundreds of photographers through the process inside of our courses, I'm sharing what we've learned is working and what is not working to get paid to build your portfolio. A question we get multiple times a week inside of our free Facebook group for birth photographers, which if you're not in there, head over to taviaredburn.com slash FB group. That's Facebook group, but just shortened FB group um, and hang out with us there. But a question that we get quite often, especially when new people join the group, is how do I get started in birth photography? Like it sounds awesome. It sounds fun. It sounds like something I really want to do, but how do I get started in it? How do I find someone who's willing to let me photograph their birth, but also let me share the images to get more clients? Whether you photographed zero births or you photographed a few, but you want to get experience with a specific type of birth, like home birth, it's clear that you need a portfolio of whatever it is that you want to be known for to photograph. We talked in a previous episode, episode 80, about how to target your ideal client on social media. And if you've only photographed one birth or you've never photographed a birth, you're going to run out of images to share pretty quickly, right? It's easy to feel overwhelmed. You have this desire, you have this like want inside of you to photograph birth, but you're like, I don't, I need the first steps. Like I need to know how to get started. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. There's a lot to consider and it's really common for our brains to just shut down when we feel overwhelmed. But if you don't take the time to learn not only how to run this model call, but also the common mistakes to avoid, well, friend, (laughs) chances are you're going to bump into those mistakes yourself. So take what we have learned, take what myself and all of these other photographers have kind of learned the hard way and learn them once before you even get it started. So what is a model call? I keep saying model call, right? If you're like, what does that really mean? 
in a nutshell, in the simplest way possible, a model call is when you're offering a significant discount on a particular session type in exchange for the family agreeing to let you share the photos online for your prospective clients. If you're new to a genre, if you want more specific images to share inside that genre, or if you just learned how to do something new and you want some more practice before offering it full price, those are all reasons why you should run a model call. Let me be very clear here. You should not run a model call if you are needing to make money and you're not currently booking clients. If you've had an established business for a few months and you don't particularly need image for, images for the portfolio, you're not trying something new, you're just like, I just need some clients in the door, I'm gonna run a model call. Please, please do not do that. The last thing that you wanna be known for is the discount photographer because that's gonna force you to start competing on price. And competing on price is a race to the bottom and it's a race to burnout. You are not Walmart, you are not Amazon. If you have the experience and the skill and you know how to do that particular type of session but you're not booking clients, please do not run a model call to get clients. Instead, you need to learn a sustainable marketing system and marketing strategies for photographers, which of course I teach inside of marketing school. It's not open for enrollment right now, but if you go to thebeautyandbirth.net slash waitlist, you can join um, the waitlist for when it's open again. Okay. So now that we know why you should run a model call and why you shouldn't run a model call and what a model call even is, I want to get into the top, um, mistakes. Let me see how many mistakes there are. (laughs) There are probably like six or seven. So like my top seven mistakes that I see frequently that come up over and over again and kind of like the do's and don'ts list for running your model call so that you can avoid these common mistakes when you run either your first or your next model call. Before we get into this, we have our model call um, course, like it's a little mini course on sale on our website. So if you go to thebeautyandbirth.net, I say that so fast, sometimes people are like, what are you saying? (laughs) Thebeautyandbirth.net slash shop, S-H-O-P. You'll find the model call challenge, the whole process. It's an entire course, um, all online, and I lay everything out for you for how to do this, okay? So this episode really goes well with that product because you can watch that and learn that and come here and listen to the common mistakes so that you don't make those yourself, okay? So the first mistake is not charging anything, Sometimes photographers think that by not charging anything, it'll be easier to find clients and it will speed up this whole process. And sometimes it might, but there are some big reasons that I don't recommend doing this for free, especially for birth, but really for any type of session. The first reason I don't recommend doing it for free is because the client isn't invested. You might be fully in it, like wholeheartedly invested, but because the client hasn't paid anything, they're not fully invested. And I've told this story before, but when I was a newer newborn photographer, I had never photographed twins and I really wanted experience. So I put out a model call for twins, uh, newborns, and I got some bites and I chose someone and I was going to photograph their twins. 
at the time my studio was in my home. And so when clients came over, um, I had to like deep clean my house. I didn't have to, I chose to (laughs) deep clean my house, deep clean the kids bathroom for them to use deep clean the studio vacuum, like any part of the house that they might be in all that stuff. So I remember it like it was yesterday. It was literally probably a decade ago. I was vacuuming. They were supposed to be there any minute. And I get a phone call from the mom and she's like, I, we just can't make it. Like it's been a really hectic day. Um, I'm so sorry, but we're not going to be able to do the pictures. And I just sat there. I, oh, I had also purchased like little outfits for the newborns to wear because it was boy girl twins. And so I bought like little, um, coordinating outfits and, um, I just sat there on the phone and I was like, uh, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I was just like, at all, like, you're not coming at all. Like not we're running late, but like, we are not coming. I had set aside my entire day. I had gotten a babysitter for my kids. I had turned down other applicants. Like it was a big problem. And it was in that moment I realized I had never had a paid client do that to me. I had never had someone who invested money just not come or tell me that they weren't going to make it at all. And it was then I realized because this person hadn't paid anything, they were not fully invested. Now, imagine that happening for a birth and you've been on call and you turn down other people and you set your life up to be available for this person and they have their baby and they don't tell you. And then later say, oh, I'm so sorry, we changed our minds. Devastating, you guys. And I hear it all the time in our Facebook group um, and in our student groups. I hear this all the time. So please charge something. Also, not that you would ever flake on your client, but when your client hasn't paid you anything, you're less invested. Like you're just not as invested. As a client, honestly, I don't want somebody to do something for me for free. I want them to be in it and excited and invested. If you had something really important come up last minute, you're more likely to tell the client that it won't work out if they haven't paid you. And I know that you're unlikely to do that. I know if you're here, you're a person of integrity, you do what you say you're going to do. But when money is exchanged, the photographer and the client feel more secure with the transaction. When both you and the client have some skin in the game, so to speak, it changes the entire dynamic and everyone shows up differently. Even if you charge a refundable deposit, which I actually kind of love this idea, I want you to make money. But if you're like, I just want experience, I don't want to charge anybody anything, like I don't want to figure out all of that, I just want to get the photos. If you charge a refundable deposit and give it back after you photograph the birth, that's a way to charge something and get everybody invested without having to like come up with your birth packages and all of that kind of stuff, right? Also consider what is it going to cost you and your family for you to be on call? Will you potentially have to leave a portrait session to go to a birth? And if so, how are you going to compensate that client? Do you need to hire on-call childcare? Chances are you will have some costs, whether it's actual money or time, you're going to have some kind of cost associated with this model call. So please do not shortchange yourself, okay? Hopefully I've convinced you to charge something. The next mistake that I see when it comes to running model calls is calling it a model call to your clients. So this is a new recommendation that I have added since working with clients or excuse me, students and um, hearing how the general public re- um, reacts to 
calling it a model call. Um, more and more photographers are saying that their clients are getting confused or they think that it's free because the photographer is externally calling it a model call, which really does mean free to a lot of people, or even that you're paying them, which is interesting. I've had some students say that they thought that the client thought they were getting paid to do this. And so internally, we call it a model call. But I want you to try calling it a portfolio building discount externally to your clients. Or if you choose to call it a model call, it's important to make it super, super, super clear that this is a paid experience, but you're offering it at a significant discount. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so we're going to get into the rest of the mistakes, but I want to make sure that you know that I am hosting a free training all about how to beautifully photograph birth and become a high demand photographer. If that's something that you need help with, I am doing a live training next week. Head over to birthphotographyschool.com slash training to get all of the info. I would love to connect with you there. And if you sign up and end up coming, I would love to know that you heard about it on the podcast. So let's connect over there. If you're sitting here and you're like, okay, yeah, I do want to run a model call. I do want to get started in birth photography. I want to become like the go-to birth photographer in my area. I just don't know um, some of the basics, like some of the things to how to get started, how to find your first few clients, how to get sharp images in a dark birth situation. Like how do I keep my images from looking really noisy and grating? We talk about all of that on um, this training, birthphotographyschool.com slash training. Okay. The next mistake that I see when it comes to running your model call is that you simply do not have enough traffic, aka enough people seeing your offer. Sometimes we assume because 10 people saw our application or sales page or offer that we can get like four or five of them to apply. But the truth is the average conversion rate and conversion rate just means they took the action on the page that you wanted them to take is around 20%, sometimes 30%, depending on the type of traffic you're sending to that page. So if your goal is to book five births, and you can get 50% of your consultations to book you, then you need 10 consultations, right? 10 consults, 50%, you're booking five births. Okay, cool. So then you need 10 applications, right? To do 10 consults. Well, in order to get 10 applications with a 20% conversion rate, you need at least 50 qualified people, not like looky-loos, right? Not like other photographers that are coming to check out your page, but qualified people who are ac- actually interested in your monocall to see that page. So when a student tells me they didn't get as many applications as they hoped, my first question is always, how many people saw the sales page or the application page? Inside the Model Call Challenge course, I share our process for launching anything. It's not just for birth photography. Um, That's how I set it up. But really, it's exactly how we launch anything, both Tavia Redburn Photography and the Beauty and Birth, and how to apply it to the Model Call. And there's a pre-launch process where I share specific things to put on social media to build up excitement about whatever you're offering. If you notice that those posts they're not selling anything. They're just like starting to talk about it. If you notice those posts aren't getting engagement and they're not getting comments and they're not getting shared and people aren't tagging friends, like it's just kind of falling on deaf ears. That's a good sign that you're not reaching the right people. And that's a really good like warning sign. Like, okay, wait, hang on. 
maybe I need to change some things before I announce that this is coming because these preview posts aren't performing very well. So that's a good sign that you're not quite reaching the right people and to start work on getting in front of the right people before you announce your model call. Okay, so, so far we've learned um, the first mistake is not char- not charging anything. The second mistake is calling it a model call, except for I'm calling it a model call, but externally you're not. Um, the third mistake is not getting enough traffic. The fourth mistake is no model call release. You don't have a, a model release for these people. So this one breaks my heart. <laughs> so if you want to run a model call for birth photography specifically, listen up. Okay. Imagine this. You set up your model call and you book five births in the next 60 days. Like you follow the process and you book them and you're pumped and you get the call to photograph the first one. And it's a beautiful daytime home birth with like gorgeous light. And you can't believe you're so lucky to get to do this. And you're thrilled with the images and you start editing and you send a few to the family to approve for you to share. And they respond saying how much they love the photos. Thank you so much. But they'd prefer you not share them. They say, I know you wanted these for your portfolio, but we decided that we don't want such a private moment publicly shared. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Now you have this sinking feeling in your stomach. Like you did all this for a major discount and now you can't even use the photos. And you're sitting there like thinking a bunch of things, much like me with that family, the twin family who didn't show up. And you're like, wait a minute. What, what do I say? What do I do? Right? You're like, okay, do I post them anyway? And the answer to that is no. <laughs> and you're thinking, like, do I argue with them? Like, do I argue with a freshly postpartum mom and explain my side? Like, there's so many things going through your head, right? I just want you to avoid that situation altogether. Okay. It's a messy situation. And again, it's one that I see pop up often with students inside of our free Facebook group saying that they did a model call birth and now the family doesn't want them to share the images. So here's how you avoid it. In their consultation, before the baby is born, I literally want you to say these words. Okay. I'm offering this discount because I need images to share publicly on social media and my website. By accepting this discount, you are agreeing to sign this model release and let me share the images publicly. If after you see the images, you decide you don't want them shared, then you'll be responsible to pay my full fee, which is X. I know that that conversation can be uncomfortable, especially whenever you're like, oh, that's not going to happen. Oh, they're trustworthy. Oh, they'll never do this. Please still have this conversation to where going into it, they have heard you say, if you decide to not let me share the images, you'll be responsible for the entire fee. Okay. I know this is an uncomfortable conversation, but it is critically necessary to avoid the situation that I described above. If you need a model release drafted by a lawyer that is ready to go, head over to TaviaRedburn.com slash model call and use the code TaviaR10 for 10% off. We will link that up in the show notes. But if you're like, I just need this ready to go so I don't have to worry about it. In addition to having this model release, which is critically important for so many reasons, I also want you to verbally have this conversation with them so that they know what to expect if for some reason they change their mind and don't want you to use the photos, okay? The next common mistake that I see that is keeping people from fully booking their model call is their price is too high. 
their price is too high. Like, okay, pricing. I know pricing, right? It's such a great, but also like hot button topic. So here's the deal. If your price is too high, you run the risk of people not wanting to take a chance on you. I want you to make money with your model call, but I also want you to actually book births or whatever genre you're looking for and to get the experience. So you have to decide, is it more important to book one birth or two births or potentially zero births and have to run it again at $700 plus? Or would I rather price this thing lower and get more applications and get to be pickier about who I select and keep it in the two to $400 range? There isn't a right or wrong here, but when you're priced too high for the model call, it's going to be a lot harder to get booked. So depending on your area, under $400 is definitely the lower end and is more likely to get people interested. And remember, you're making it super clear that this is paid. This is a paid experience. These model call clients are not going to be your ideal client. Please remember that. They want an inexpensive birth photographer who is building their portfolio And you want experience quickly. So it's a win-win for this situation. But this person is most most likely not going to stick with you as you raise your prices. And that is okay. So if you're like, I don't want to charge $200. It's like, that's not going to be what your price is. You, You have a very specific reason for offering your births at this low, low price. And this person is likely not going to be your ideal client. So just understand that. Okay. The next common mistake that I see with people running their model call is they put all this pressure on themselves and think that it's a one-time thing and it has to be perfect. Otherwise, they don't book as many births as they want. It's going to be detrimental to their business and they might as well give up. Like, whoa, that is a lot of pressure. I mean, ideally it is a one-time thing. And for a lot of our students, they run it one time, they fill it up, they get their experience and they move on. In a perfect world, you launch the model call and fill all the spots and build your portfolio and make a few hundred or a few thousand dollars. But if you don't fill it up on the first time or you don't get any applications, you'll have to start looking at ways to relaunch it. And when you tell yourself that this has to work, it is way too much pressure. You can always do the model call again if you don't fill all the spots just change it a little bit, like change the due dates. Like instead of accepting moms due in March, accept moms due in April or May or June, or make it specific to a type of birth or client that you're looking for, like home birth and run it again. An important um, part of this is a quick debrief process from the first time that you ran the model call, okay? So you're just looking at what went well and what didn't go well. And where in the process did it stop working and how can you improve it? If you don't take the time to consider these questions, you're likely to make the same mistake again. So if you've already done a model call and you want to improve it for next time, ask yourself those questions. And if you're a student inside of either of my courses and you need help with your model call, please post about it in our student Facebook groups. They are a wealth of knowledge from photographers who have been where you are and who have successfully run the model call challenge. Okay. I hope that this has been helpful to you to start to see um, why you should run a model call and what things that you should consider and why not to run a model call and kind of the things to avoid. The truth is you can't 
do it alone. It's going to be a lot more challenging to do it alone. You could do it alone, but it's so much easier to take a process that somebody has already created and let that be your guide. And that's why I created the model call challenge as well as the entire certification for birth photographers to help photographers through this process from start to finish, ensuring they have a successful model call that yields them more clients and more revenue. This is designed with you in mind because my goal is not just to um, help you fill your model call. It's eventually to become a long-term successful birth photographer. So I know that this podcast is the first step. And if you're serious about continuing, if you're a student inside of our courses, you have access to the model call challenge. And if you're considering it, come hang out with me on that free training I told you about earlier go to birthphotographyschool.com slash training to sign up. It's totally free. We can hang out. You can ask me your questions and learn more about the certification. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're enjoying this show, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. My friend, if you have a passion, it is not an accident. Not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, I hope that you get out there and make it happen. Have a great week. 